Hello, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com hear God's word at Bethlehem.com or a podcast of the same name, hear God's word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Thank you once again for being in the household of the Lord, and and we're glad to be back here. Uh, we were at the Sunday School Publishing Board in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, God has really shown us favor there. Uh, Sister Eton uh, uh, finished uh, phase one, two, three, and four, and graduated there. And this is a real big deal. It takes people about ten. The 15 years to go through those 32 courses, but God has given her favor. Give her a hand clap of praise. Amen. But not only that, uh, your pastor has been uh, asked to write for our Sunday School Publishing Board. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. And and this is a copy of, of the, the little booklet that I, when I finished in, in, in 2013 of, of what will be published from our Sunday School Publishing Board, a book uh, just like this. So we're praising God for his divine favor. But not only that, we're praying for your prayer support. Amen. Amen. You know, new levels, new devils, they say. Hello, somebody. So remember, if the Lord puts your your pastor on your on your heart, it's to pray. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. And, and we solicit your prayers. Um, I mentioned a little earlier about our newsletters. Again, we want you to pick this up. Our theme this month is make him known through the Savior. Make him known through the Savior as we are uh, beginning to celebrate uh, a whole month of the Savior that we serve. And in this newsletter, um, I quote uh, from, I, I don't know who said this. I, I think it was a character from a street called Name Desire, uh, but it says, uh, uh, that character says, if you can't see it, touch it, taste it, then it ain't real, then it ain't real, and this month, we're, we're going to see, we want to see Jesus, we want to touch Jesus, we want to taste uh, Jesus and, and what he has done, and, and why it's, it's, it's such a 
a high time for us to celebrate his birth. Amen. Amen. So we want you to pick this newsletter up and read this uh, newsletter as it sets the theme for the month. Amen. And not only for yourself, but a family, friends, uh, associates at work, those that are you're praying for on your top 10 list. We want this to be used as a tool to reach them for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, I'm going to take one for myself and one for a friend. Amen. And praise the Lord. Um, let's go ahead and, and, and get into our subject this morning. Uh, we've already encouraged you to be a part of that vision of, the, of building the building. And uh, we want to rush on uh, again this month. We're going to be talking about make him known through the Savior. And uh, the scripture we're going to stand on all month is John 3.16. The choir sung about it. Uh, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And uh, as you can see up there, keep Christ in Christmas. Amen. I said keep Christ in Christmas. Amen. And we're going to show you why you should uh, this whole month. Amen. Today we're going to talk about Jesus is the one you can you can taste. Jesus is the one you can taste. And we're going to be looking at John chapter 2 verses 1 through 11. John chapter 2 verses 1 through 11. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying, I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, I'm going to stand on this word. Amen. I believe it's four slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Okay. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also invited to the wedding. And when the wine was gone, Jesus said to him, There are no more wine. Why you involved me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. He said to him, Help yourself. He said, Sit to ceremonial washing. Believe 
Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord this morning. We're sharing a message entitled, Jesus is the one you can you can taste. Jesus is the one you can taste. And this morning we're going to share on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the event of the taste. We're going to talk about the early of the taste. And we're going to talk about the excellence of the taste. The event the early and the excellence of the taste, of the taste. <clears throat> I had the privilege to eat at a, what I call kind of a few-few restaurant called La Madeleine's. And usually, and that's one of my wife's favorite restaurants, and, and usually... Uh, I don't like eating there because I could eat a whole entree and and then still leave hungry. <laughs> but I uh, learned about this 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 sandwich or this meal. I think they call it the the duet magnifico, and uh, on it it has a a half sandwich, and that's the, literally the the sandwich and the salad and the soup that I had. Uh, that day, literally, I took a picture of it. And uh, um, but one thing that was just buckling, as we say, was the soup, was the soup. There was some potato soup. And, and that soup, as I was in the restaurant, tasted so good that, that I started to, to hum. I started to hum. And uh, my, 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 my wife usually don't like me humming unless I'm eating her food. Uh, <laughs> but I, I began to hum and say, mm-mm, 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 good. <laughs> I think Campbell Soups has that mm-mm, good commercial. And, uh, and, and that soup was, was so good, I, I started to say, mm Mm-mm. Good. Hello, somebody. I couldn't help but to think that that must have been how the people at this wedding that Jesus went to uh, must have felt when they taste the water that Jesus had turned to wine. As a matter of fact, uh, they say usually it is our custom to to serve the best wine first and uh, uh, when the people get all full and happy then to bring out that old cool's light or uh, that old cheap tasting stuff. Hello somebody. Yeah. To say that ripple. <laughs> but but you but, but he said you 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 usually uh, uh, uh say uh, put the best wine out first. But you have saved the best for last. Hello, somebody. And as they were drinking that wine there, I couldn't help but to think they were saying, uh, uh, good. Hello, somebody. This morning, we're going to tell you a message. Uh, Jesus is the one you can taste. And on the point number one, we're going to talk about the event of the taste the event of the taste the text says that on the third day 
uh, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee and Jesus' mother was there. Hello, somebody. It was the third day. This first miracle took place at a wedding, at a wedding, at a wedding. And, 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 and I began to wonder, now, why did Jesus do his first miracle at a wedding, as a matter of fact, it was an early miracle. It was a miracle before its time. So why did Jesus do his first miracle at the wedding? I began to use my sanctified imagination and believe, began to believe that Jesus uh, was affirming marriage. Uh, the Bible says that, that, that his mother and he and his disciples were invited to this wedding. And, and I couldn't help but to think and believe that that Jesus did his first miracle at this uh, wedding because Jesus was affirming marriage. Jesus was affirming a uh, 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 family. Hello, somebody. And I, I couldn't help but to think that that is the opposite of our society today. Uh, we don't affirm marriage. We, as a matter of fact, young folk, uh, oh, don't even get married anymore. They just decide to live uh, with one another. They, uh, they don't affirm marriage in our culture and our time because uh, oh because what I believe that young men uh, oh they don't they don't like to commit because they don't have to commit uh, oh they can get everything they want uh, oh before marriage so why should they marry and I'm here and God has sent me here oh all the way from Tennessee to let a young woman know not to give herself away for free not to give herself away because this is not what Jesus affirmed Jesus affirmed marriage Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, you need to get married and you know it. Hello, somebody. Oh, Jesus affirmed marriage by doing this miracle. Oh, and in our culture, in our society, the marriage has broken up. Oh, as a matter of fact, the statistics tells us that 70% of our homes don't even have a man in it. Oh, and that's not a, a, a real big problem. And people say that, that, that we lack men. There are no uh, men that are available. But yet, uh, in the 70% in, in the of those homes, uh, oh, that don't have marriages have kids. Which means as a man somewhere, hello somebody, which means as a man getting away with murder somewhere, that meant, which means that, oh, the old folk used to say, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? That's, that's somebody getting some free milk somewhere. That's somebody. Oh, the young folks say, why buy the software when you can download it for free? And we have a culture, a generation of young girls, young baby girls that are giving their lives and their bodies away for free. They're, they're living with a man for 10, 15, 20 years. Oh, and they never get the commitment that God says that they should have. But in this text this morning, the Bible affirms marriage. Jesus thinks that marriage is a good thing. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, marriage is a good thing in Jesus' name. I don't care that if everybody else is not getting married. I don't care what the culture is doing. I don't care. Oh, what your, oh, what your uh, girlfriends are doing. Uh, oh, you need to save 
yourself oh for marriage and I just didn't just say save your sex for marriage I said save your whole self for marriage so even get emotionally involved with these players pimps and hustlers oh that are getting away with murder they have more than one woman because they can have they can get away with having more than one woman oh and they treat you oh a child or a woman of God as if you are a chicken head or hoochie and they treat you the same way because you give your body away oh to them for free in Jesus name God says oh this morning that God affirms marriage he wanted to he thought of marriage so much that he did something early he did a miracle early oh so that he could affirm marriage and marriage is a place where that joy should be going which is a symbolic of that wine that God took you see God took oh that water that was ceremonial water which means it was meant to be used to cleanse oh they were, they were going to wash off with that water and they took that thing that was supposed to be dirty water and he made it into the best wine that somebody here today the devil has taken your life that was meant to be the best wine but he's using you like you're some kind of dirty water like you're some, some kind of stuff that you just use and throw away no God has greater for you say to your neighbor neighbor or oh, neighbor God has greater for you Oh, you're not supposed to be treated like uh, some kind of dirty water. You're supposed to be treated. Uh, oh, you're supposed to be committed to. Oh, if you want to be a queen, guess what? Hello? Russian preaching my sermon, what you said? If you want to be a queen, what? Marry a king. <laughs> marry a king. Hello, somebody. Because if you don't marry him, you're just going to be a concubine. A concubine. You're just going to be somebody that can be used and abused and thrown away. Hello, somebody. Somebody didn't realize what I was doing about the last Sunday that I, that, that I missed. I, I had to go to Houston. I had to go to Houston because Sister Eton uh, had gotten an award from her, uh, from the alumni of Booger T. Washington there, and they had made her uh, a queen. Uh, they had made her a queen, uh, and then I said, well, Sister Eton, I got to go, uh, oh, and escort you there, oh, because you can't be a queen uh, without a what? Without a king. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So I had to go, and I had to escort her in front of hundreds of people out there. Oh, I had to escort her because if she was going to be a queen, she needed what? Her king. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Up in here, up in here. God, oh, wants you to be a queen. And the only way you can be a queen is you've got to have a king that commits to you. You've got to have a king that's willing to, oh, to marry you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. A lot of women in our culture like to say that they're a queen. Now, you ain't no queen, honey. You got five different baby daddies. Hello, somebody. Ooh. 
Remember, it's tight, but it's right. It's right Hello, somebody. Yes, Hello, somebody. Yeah. Got five different. Oh, you got six kids and seven baby daddies because you don't know which one is which. Hello, somebody. <laughs> somebody get that on the way home. <laughs> but God affirms marriage. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God affirms marriage. As a matter of fact, Genesis 2, uh, uh, 18 and verse 24 says, And the Lord says, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And verse 24 says, That's why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his what? To his wife. And they become one flesh. Oh, a man leaves. By the way, a man leaves. I don't care what the president had to say to get re-elected. Hello, somebody. God does not affirm what? Same-sex marriage. Hello, somebody. It says a man has to leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. And they, oh, what? They become one flesh. That means they can be sexually active in the, oh, because the marriage bed is undefiled. And we got some single folk up in here. God is telling you, oh, if you want a king, you've got to act like a queen. You've got to save yourself for marriage. Save your sex Save your emotions. Save uh, even your money because some of you are giving your money away to these little knuckleheads. Uh, hello, somebody. Oh, they don't got a job. Uh, oh, so so you got to pay for them. Uh, oh, to go to the picture show. Uh, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Yeah, they're going to keep doing it because they get away with it. Hello, somebody. You know what they call a woman? Uh, let me tell you this. Do you know what they call a woman that gives a, a man her money? Oh, On the streets, they call him a prostitute. Hello, somebody. And he's pimping you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It's, it's tight, but it's right. Oh, you, God doesn't want you to be pimped out. Hello, somebody. God wants you to be committed to. God wants you to be treated like a queen. He affirms marriage. And as a result, oh, you've got to obey his words in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. obey the word of God in Jesus' name. The event of the taste was marriage. A marriage ceremony. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And, and, And Jesus moved early on this thing. Under point number two. Because his mother came to him and said, Hey, they're, they're, they're out of wine. Hello, somebody. And I didn't personally know how, what a, what, what a, 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 a tragedy this was. Oh, because I learned from our culinary ministry that the one thing that they do not ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever want to do is what? Run out of food. Hello, somebody. That is a no, no. You don't run out of food. And, and I didn't really know how that really was. I think I shared this before until we went and visited our mother church and, and I was on the preacher and we got there and guess what happened? 
They ran out of food. Hello, somebody. We were rushing. Hello, somebody. Get out of our 11 o'clock service. We were, we were rushing to get down there. And when we got there, oh, there was what? No food. Hello, somebody. Now, I don't care how spiritual you are. If you're anything like me, when, when my stomach is hungry, guess what? Oh, that's a problem. I get a little grumpy. Hello, somebody. And needless to say, there was a lot of grumpy Bethlehem members up in that service that Sunday. Hello, somebody. Some of us were following out that Sunday. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> it was hot and then we didn't eat. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Yeah, those two don't go together. Oh, and, and, and they ran out. So this could have affected them culturally. This was a no-no. So Mary, knowing who Jesus is, uh, hello, somebody, came to him uh, with the problem. And that's why I love uh, Christian education. Uh, I don't love Christian education for you to just learn the facts uh, about who God is, uh, the facts and figures. Uh, I love Christian education, uh, oh, simply because, uh, like the choir sing, if you know it's in the word of God, you know where to go and get it. Hello, somebody. Oh, like they sung this morning. They told us where to go get some peace. They told us where to go get some joy. They told us where to go get some salvation. Oh, and because Mary knew who Jesus was. Oh, she came to him with a very peculiar problem. Oh, we probably would say, oh, Jesus, we know Jesus could heal. Oh, but would he really? Oh, do this wine thing. I began to wonder now, how did she know uh, that he could take care of the problem? Uh, oh, I couldn't help but to think maybe when he was growing up, uh, maybe she saw some stuff. Uh, oh, that he multiplied. Maybe she saw some stuff. Uh, oh, that he turned something into nothing and nothing into something. Don't you know our God uh, oh, can uh, take nothing uh, and make something out of it. Uh, he can speak uh, ex nihilo. That means, uh, oh, Oh, when he spoke, there was nothing to hear what he spoke. But the nothing when he spoke, uh, heard what he said, uh, and created something out of nothing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't you know, uh, the God that you serve uh, don't need anything from you. Oh, we're trying to get folk to know. Uh, oh, now we want you to support the building committee. Oh, but don't you know, the God that I serve, uh, oh, can take and make something out of nothing. Hello somebody. He really doesn't need our help. He just allows us to be involved in the process. But don't you know God can take nothing and make something out of it. Say to your neighbor, neighbor oh neighbor, God can make something out of nothing. Hello somebody. And that's what he did with this wine. The ceremonial water which was meant to just be cleansing. Which was meant to turn out dirty. Which was meant to, to be thrown away. It wasn't meant to be consumed. But Jesus oh, would take that nothing and make something out of it. And he would do it early. Hello, somebody. He said, Mama, don't you know it's not my time yet. Hello, somebody. In verse 4, he says, Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. Mama, 
Why are you bothering me? Oh, it's not time for me to do miracles. I haven't started my ministry yet. It's not time. Oh, but what did mama say? Mama said, knock you out. Hello, somebody. Oh, and then what LL Cool J said? Mama said, knock you out. Hello, somebody. And, and, and in verse 5, his mother said to the servants, what? Do whatever he tells uh, uh, you. Do whatever he tells you. And, and that's what you got to realize. If you want God to work and at work, especially early. Hello, somebody. You've got to what? Do what he says. Hello, somebody. Some folk, oh, you want to get a husband. But your problem is you're not doing what he says. He says that you've got to live holy. He says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God? Oh, and that there shouldn't be any worship taking place when you are a single person. Your worship should be to God and God alone. But uh, some single folk uh, think they got to sleep with him or her to get him. Hello, somebody. They got to put it on him to get him. Hello, somebody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, uh, oh, you use settler methods uh, to try to get God's blessing. That don't work. Oh, if you want God to work uh, and you want him to work early, you got to what? Uh, do uh, what he says. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you've got to do what he says in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, if you want God to work and you want him to work early, you got to do what he says now in Jesus' name. Now, I just put a now on it. Go ahead and give God a hand clap of prayer up in here, up in here. Oh, you've got to do it now. If you want him to work now, you've got to do it now. Oh, his mama said, do whatever he says to do. Oh, because God, oh, it's not, oh, he's not a sourpuss. God, oh, it's not a divine Grinch who doesn't want Christmas to come. Oh, God wants to bless you, but you got to be willing to do things God's way for God's blessing. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, do things God's way for God's blessing in Jesus' name. Because the word of God says this is what God is doing for in 2 Chronicles 16, 9 it says for the eyes of the Lord range without the aroma throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are what? Partly committed to him. Oh, what it says fully committed to him. Oh, he's looking. He wants to work. He wants to move. But you are partially committed oh you're committed to being at church on Sunday morning but there's a problem with Saturday night because at the club you driving it like it's hot hello somebody and you backing it up putting it down putting it in forward reverse turning around flipping it flopping it oh hello somebody and then you come to church on Sunday morning and you can't get a hallelujah or amen because you're so tired oh from singing Oh, oh, so I'm singing those old crazy songs by two chains, two chains. All I want for my birthday is a, I don't even want to say what he said. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> y'all laughing. Y'all shouldn't even be laughing. Know what the song says. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. 
before the eyes of the Lord is roaming, roaming throughout the earth to strengthen. Hello, somebody, somebody needs some strength up in here, up in here, and somebody barely made it to the household today. But you, like that woman pressing in the crowd, said, "If I could just touch the hem of his garment this morning, if I can just touch him." Oh, we're talking about taste this morning, but somebody better not taste this morning, but touch him this morning. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, then I can maybe hold and well again. And God is saying, I want to strengthen you. I want to give you the strength. I want to give you hope. I want to give you faith. I want to give you joy. But you got to. Hello, somebody. You have to be fully committed to him. Ask your neighbor in a whisper, neighbor, oh neighbor, are you fully committed? Because sometimes God's got to speak in a whisper. Say, say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, are you fully committed? Hello somebody. Hello somebody. If you're fully committed and you want him to move early, You've got to what? Do what he says. Hello, somebody. There's no way around obedience. Oh, hello, somebody. Brother Bill mentioned this morning in Sunday school about how he, he doesn't like easy believism. And, and, and really, easy believism make members. It don't make disciples. Hello, somebody. Because God requires what? What does God require? Commitment. Hello, somebody. God requires commitment. These words that you never hear on TV. Commitment. Fully committed to him. Fully obedient to him. Hello, somebody. In every area. Hello, somebody. In your finances. Oh, some of you are right in every area, but your finances, you just can't trust him enough. Hello, somebody. That's why you got all these bills you have now. Your bills have babies and your babies have grandbabies. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because you don't want to try God in this old prolific area of your life. You, you Don't you know that you will not truly be blessed as a man or woman of God unless you try him in this area? Well, this area has to do with what? With your heart. Hello, somebody. Because God says what? about What God say about your heart and money? Well, somebody... Oh, you better try him in this area of your giving a dime on a dollar. Can't you try him? Just a dime on a dollar. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You need to try him. And he says, see, when I open the windows of heaven, the NIV says, and open the floodgates of heaven. Hello, somebody will come here every morning and we're singing, open the floodgates of heaven. But guess what? You won't let it rain. 
Hello, somebody. Some of you letting it rain in other places, in the strip club. Oh, you let it rain there. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Some of you, oh, let it rain in the casino. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Some of, some of you let it rain about two weeks ago when that, when that, what, when that five or three million dollar jackpot, you, you didn't buy one ticket, you bought ten tickets. You bought eleven tickets. You let it rain. Hello, somebody. Up in here, up in here. Oh, and God says, oh, you've got to be committed to me. Oh, I see where your heart is. You don't love me. You love your stuff and things. Hello, somebody. And we're raising a generation of Christians that are worshiping stuff and things. They take better car, better care of their car than they take care of their own body. They take better care. Hello, somebody. I think that was mentioned in Sunday school. Don't you know that your body is the temple? of the Holy Spirit of God. Hello, somebody. You said, preacher, move on, move on. It's getting hot up in here. It's getting hot. Nelly said it's getting hot in here. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Hello, somebody. But but God says, oh, do if you want him to move, especially to move early, do what he says. If you want him to move, oh, you need to serve him with your whole heart, fully committed to him. Because if you don't, this is what happened, the second part of that. You have done a foolish thing, and and, and from now on, you will uh, be at war. Hello, somebody. That's what, oh, in Malachi talks about how you can't keep money in your bank account. It's like a hole in your pocket. You're at war. You won't try here in this area of giving. You won't bless, oh, the church of God and the people. You say, I don't want to give my money to that preacher. Hello, somebody. Guess what? That preacher don't want your money. Hello, somebody. You ain't even have got enough. Hello, somebody. <laughs> if you just giving a dime on a dollar, that's not enough. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God says, I want you to be fully committed. And if you're not fully committed, oh, that's going to always be drama in your life. That's war. That's war. Drama. Hello, somebody. We got some drama kings up in here. We got some drama queens. We have some reality show stars up in here, up in here, except you don't have the cameras following you. Oh, but if they did, they would have enough drama for your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother. Oh, because your life is filled with drama because you won't try God. Because you won't serve him fully and faithfully. That's always war raging in your household, in your marriage, in your bank account, in your children's life. Because you're not fully committed. Oh, you're only partly committed. You're lukewarm. And God says, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but a lukewarm Christian. I, I want to, oh, I heard a preacher said he's going to be preached this sermon. Oh, what? makes God spits. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You you make God want to spit. Hello, somebody. By your actions, your behavior, your character, he just want to spew you out. Hello, somebody. Like like the tobacco chewer spit out. Oh, the, the spit. Oh, grandmama and them used to do that snuff. Oh, and I love me some grandmama, but I really didn't like grandmama kissing on me because she had that snuff in her mouth and, and sometimes that snuff would uh, seep out. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and she had what they call a spit cup and they'd always have uh, the kids uh, taking those spit cups out uh, oh 
uncle, she did snuff. My uncle did red man chewing the back. Oh, and I was a city boy. I tried that red man. I was so dizzy. <laughs> this ain't for me. <laughs> and then they started talking about school, brother. Take a little dip of this school. Oh, and that school, I'll get you high. I'm like, man, I don't know where I am. <laughs> oh, but they always spit it out. And God says, every Sunday, I want to spit you out. Every Monday, I want to spit you out. Because you're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. And I'm trying to get you to be fully committed to me. You want me to work. You want me to bless you. You want me to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. But you're not fully committed to me with all of your heart. You shall love the Lord your God with what? And what else? And what else? So mine and strength. God says, I want all of you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. God says he want all of you. He wants your heart. He wants your mind. He wants your soul. He wants your might as well. Hello, somebody. Fully committed to him. Hello, somebody. At least I keep us too long. Let me move on to my third point. The excellence of the taste. It says, and now everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guest has had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. Hello, somebody. Some texts say you've saved the best for last. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The taste of the wine. I'm trying to get folk to taste God. Brother Johnson shared that text this morning when he jumped us off. What did that text say? Oh, what? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you can't see it, touch it, taste it, then it ain't real. Hello, somebody. But in this text, oh, the people taste of who God was. In this text, the people taste who Jesus was. And one of the ways I can tell whether you really love Jesus or not is by, oh, the excellence of the work that you do. If you do stuff half-hearted, oh, that's not excellent. If you do stuff and you give half-hearted, that's not excellent. I can tell Oh, whether you love Jesus or not. Oh, by whether, by the way you teach Sunday school. Oh, and one of the reasons I know that Brother Bill loves God is because of the excellence way that he teaches the word of God in Sunday school. Oh, give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Oh, because when you love him, oh, you serve him in an excellent manner. When you love him, you do your best. When you love them, you go far over and beyond. Oh, what is required when you love him? I said, when you love him, you get extravagant. When you love him, I can tell whether a 
a person loves God. Oh, at the church. Oh, one of the ways, I don't mean the metal, that I can tell whether a person loves God or not is if they buy something for the church. They turn in every receipt. Hello, somebody. Somebody asked me how many, when I buy something from the church, ask me how many receipts I turn in. I don't think I turned in any receipts. Hello, somebody. Hello, because I love the Lord so much uh, that sometimes he requires uh, over 10%. I love him so much uh, that sometimes I get a check uh, and I got to give it all to somebody else. Uh, Oh, that's because, uh, oh, of the car that I serve. And some of you are like that. Uh, Some of you, I try to beg. Now, you know you need to turn in every seat. They say, oh, Pastor, I don't need to turn in every seat. Oh, and I beg. No, no, turn in every seat. No, Pastor, I don't need to turn in every seat. Oh, that's a person who loves the Lord because they get extravagant with the things of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor. Are you extravagant with the things of God? Oh, there was a woman in the text. Oh, she gave a sacrifice. And we talk about her today because she gave that sacrifice. That sacrifice of Noah. It wasn't perfume. I think it's Noah. It was a pure kind of stuff. It was the expensive kind of stuff. Oh, and Jesus said, oh, because you gave so extravagantly, folk are going to talk about you you from ages to come. That's why I talk about a Bill Cummings uh, who gave to the building for, oh, because he gave uh, extravagantly. That's why, oh, folks name like Floyd, uh, Brother Floyd, uh, oh, always comes up because he gave uh, extravagantly. Oh, and that's why those saints of old uh, keep coming up. Uh, oh, those sisters uh, that gave to the Lord because they gave uh, extravagantly. That's why we're still in a building today that they built probably back in 1940, 30, or 20s because they gave extravagantly and we're still blessed because they gave. But God is calling us today to be an extravagant people, to give to the buildings, to give extravagantly oh, so that we can give something to generations from now. That's three and four generations from now of folk are trying to figure out how we built that building in the same way we try to figure out how they built that building. They built it because they were extravagant to the Lord. Hello, somebody. Now, they didn't have nearly as much as we have, but they were extravagant to the Lord. That wine tasted good. That wasn't that cheap ripper. Oh, that wine tastes good. I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I hear that Dom Perignon is an expensive brand. I don't know nothing about no Don Perignon. I hear it costs uh, maybe $100, $150 a bottle and some of these uh, stupid young folk are popping bottles at the club uh, for $150. Hello somebody, but put a dollar in the offering plate. Hello somebody, God is calling us uh, as a church uh, to all taste and see that he is good and once you taste and see that he is good, guess what? You'll start to be good. Hello somebody. Oh, let me say that again. Once you taste and see that Jesus is good, guess what? You'll start to be good. Say to your neighbor, neighbor! Oh, neighbor! 
be good in Jesus name God is trying to take you from being a ripple Christian hello a thunderbird Christian hello somebody oh, hello somebody hello somebody trying to make you extravagant extravagant Christians hello somebody if I really was a connoisseur of wine and really done my research, I, I could have told you about these bottles of wine that cost $100,000. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Rare and expensive. Hello, somebody. Oh, if I knew anything about the Napa Valley, I, I could tell you the different brands and how much they cost. Yeah. Hello, somebody. But this was before the Napa Valley, before that French wine. Jesus turned that water that meant that it was washed water, ceremonial water, that water that was meant to be thrown away. And he made it into the best wine. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And he did it before it was time. You know, some people say in order for a good wine to be good, it has to sit on the shelf. Hello, somebody. For some years. Oh, but this. Hello, somebody. Was that good new wine. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. <laughs> God can do for you uh, in a day uh, what you've been trying to do for 20 years. Uh, hello, somebody. God can do for you uh, in a day uh, oh, that you've been trying to do for 30, 40 years. Uh, but you don't know who the God is that you serve. Uh, you don't know that Jesus uh, is already here. Yeah. Hello, somebody. One of my favorite songs now is a song, I, I forgot the guy's name, but it's entitled Already Here. It says you watch and you wait and you anticipate, but he's already here. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You watch, you, you, you worship and you pray, and uh, but don't you realize that Jesus was already here? Hello, hello, somebody. Jesus was already at the wedding, and I'm so glad that his mother knew who he was. Hello, somebody. She already knew who the answer to the problem was, and it was Jesus. And she came to him, and because she came to him, oh, he decided to do something early simply because she knew who he was. Somebody here, you want God to work on your behalf, and you want him to do it early, then you better recognize him for who he is. Oh, he is. Oh, the king of king and the lord of lords he is every word the sunday school teacher said oh he is oh jehovah jireh our god who provides he is jehovah nisi he is jehovah rafa he is everything that you need oh and you better recognize that he's already here he's already in the house he's already in the place He's already in your bank account. He's already at your church. He's already at your work. Oh, why don't you call on the name of 
Jesus because at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess don't you know that he's already here everything that you need everything that you want don't you know that he's already here he's in your party he's in your life he's in your body he's in your bank account he's in your home but most of all he's in your heart in Jesus name give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here I said give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here he's already here you've been looking at other people other places other things and other stuff and Jesus is already there ready to do something excellent ready to do a miracle ready to do it beforehand if you call on him say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you better call on him right now in Jesus name. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better call on him right now in Jesus name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. Lisa, I'll keep you too long. Deacons, will you come? Saints, you pray. I'm so glad that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. We celebrate that all month long. But like the Sunday school teacher said this morning, I'm so glad that not only he was born, but that he was willing to die for your sins and my sins. And that's what he did. On that night in that garden of Gethsemane, he had to pray, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he prayed that prayer, he got up and he was tried for crimes that he didn't commit. And they said, crucify him. They mocked him. They scorned him. They beat him. Oh, while his mother, that same mother that called on him for this miracle, had to sit there and see as they had crucified him. They pierced him in a side, put a crown of thorns on his head, hung him on that cross, nailed him to that cross, hung him up between two thieves. Oh, and he died. He died. But I'm so glad that he didn't stay dead. For the Bible says that he got up on the third day. I said he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. That same power that he's there in your life waiting for you to do, waiting for you to recognize who he is. He's already there for those that are saved and going through. He's, he's already there waiting for you. But there's somebody here today that have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if you haven't, if you can believe that he's the son of God, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then this morning you can taste and see that Jesus is good. Amen. And praise the Lord. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. 
You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision 
to reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25. It helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley. State of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.